You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Welcome, everybody. It's the G-Factor podcast. I'm Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And we are going to talk a little bit about newsletter marketing today. Isn't that right, Lauren? Yeah, we're talking about email and how it's super important, especially right now. Wait, wait a minute. We're going to talk about email, e-newsletter marketing, because I had my Mimeo machine and my typesetting all set up. I was going to do some clip arts, maybe some photocopying. That's not what we're going to talk about today, right? I'm not even sure what you're what you just said. It's a little bit before you're done. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'll tell you that's that is kind of a tip a little bit that uh, especially all through the year, but uh, especially in the holidays, uh, e-newsletter marketing or email marketing is uh, very important. So without kind of coming out controversial out of the gate here, if you're still doing a newsletter, in other words, if you're printing a newsletter, uh, it's just time to stop. I mean, it's 2020. If anything has uh, has been taught to us that digital is critical, uh, content is critical. Uh, and so to deliver uh, your message through email is is paramount, correct? Right. I mean, just by the time you put together a big newsletter and get it printed, it's often already outdated. So you're giving a wrap up on things rather than a proactive, you know, message. So while we do still think there are certain cases for direct mail and have been encouraging that, especially during the pandemic, um, email marketing is definitely more robust and offers a lot more information as well as just more timely messaging. So Yes. And I know that you're a stats gal. We've established this. If you did not check out the Ho 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 Holiday podcast <laughs> we did last week, uh, I bring stats to the table today, Lauren, just for you. So, awesome. Yeah. Hit me. So I'm going to. So these. this is a conglomerate. It's too too much, to. but this is basically from Campaign Monitor, uh, Litmus, uh, Marketing Land, Marketing Sherpa, just a, a bunch of different highly credible folks on you know, the stats, if you will, behind email marketing. So a couple of things people don't really understand. So 80, excuse me, 80% of professionals report email marketing drives customer acquisition and retention. That's 80%. 61% of consumers enjoy receiving weekly email promotions. Wow. Weekly. Weekly. Okay. Weekly. And I, I, that's kind of like the pop-ups a little bit. Like I know they get annoying, but it works. It totally right. works. Personalized emails, which I think you're probably going to talk about some components here mm -hmm. in a little bit, deliver six times higher transaction rates, but 70% of all brands unfortunately fail to use them. So if you can get in there, you'd be of the 30% that understand personalized emailing. The other interesting part is that 79% of marketers report they will increase their email marketing. So if you're not doing it, you need to do that. And a couple of really interesting things. The ROI, the return on investment of emails is 3,800%. And for a dollar amount, according to the Daily Carnage, that means that every time you spend $1 on email marketing, you get on average $42 back. Now that's a pretty good return on investment. Absolutely. That's great. Tony, Tony, what is this big mess? It's not a mess, Lauren. It's our secret sauce. What? Yeah, I heard that the guild has a service called SciComm. 
and you even told the client it was our secret sauce. So I thought I needed to get in the kitchen as soon as possible and start mixing something up. That's not really what I meant. Oh, I get it. It's like top secret. Well, Lauren, I won't tell a soul. Just give me this. Does it have nutmeg in it? Because nutmeg, it always makes something delicious. No, Tony. SciComm is the guild's added bundle of services, which allows the client and our team to monitor the patterns of current and potential consumers on websites, social channels, and more. The reason I called it our secret sauce was that it is a combination of services the guild has developed over the past 10 years. It's a game changer. Okay, so then I guess it isn't really a sauce, but more like a service to monitor and change consumer habits. Exactly. Now you've got it. Okay. Well, I guess I'll put all of this stuff away except for the pepper. Why are you keeping the pepper? Well, because I want to make sure I pepper this next podcast with facts. <laughs> now that we know you should be doing email marketing and there are objective reasons why, Lauren Doherty, tell us a little bit about how to put this bad boy together and how to get my $42 on every dollar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, as Tony kind of said, you know, email is a great way to nurture your leads and offer content to specific audience segments. So my first tip is to use some sort of software, like a constant contact, for example, um, to keep your campaigns in and build your campaigns in. So you can actually create different um, audience lists, label those appropriately so that you know who is who, and you can offer tailored messages to each of those audiences. Very good. So that's my first tip. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things that I think are very important is the subject line. So, you know, the first thing that people see is a catchy subject line. So you need to master that writing. Um, if the subject line does not appeal to your audience, then they'll never open it. You know, they'll just delete it. So usually 28 to 50 characters is a great length. Um, you know, and keep in mind, there's sometimes a limited amount of like, preview in the in their inbox or on their phone so right. kind of short and catchy is what you want to go for and feel free to do some a b testing you know maybe you should do something funny or quirky on a and then on the b side something a little bit more serious and see what resonates with your audience now you're talking about a b testing i always prefer b over a just because it's a little rounder is that what you mean by a b testing <laughs> yeah that's exactly it so if you know, A-B testing is basically sending the A option to part of your audience and the B option to another segment of your audience and then see which one works best and then move that direction, you know, for everybody the next time. Oh, interesting. So it has nothing to do with the shape of the letter. Okay, no. well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So the next one is personalization, which you talked about and you gave a great statistic on how much that like pushes up open rates and click rates and just general interest. So a few ways to do that, you know, is adding a name in there, you know, like, hi, Paul, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can do that in the subject line. And then another way is just to personalize via what you think they may be interested in. So it doesn't always have to be a name if that's not feasible. Um, but the email aggregator and services, they, they actually can do that personalization for you as long as you have the names on your contact list. So, you know, besides just gathering email addresses, make sure you're recording names too. Gotcha. Um, I mean, there's several ways to personalize, you know, the content, obviously, as well as through the images you're using. But if you can add names in there and make people feel like this is a special message to them, that will resonate for sure. So let's talk about kind of content itself a little bit. Um, 
I like to make newsletters a little bit more conversational where it's not super sales speak. Um, it's more like you're delivering, you know, especially if you're selling a service or a product, you want to offer a message that is, you know, solving a problem for this person or delivering them something to their inbox, you know, that they would possibly purchase, especially right now for the, you know, holiday season. If you show me something that's a great gift for my husband and all I have to do is click and buy, you know, done. So just you know, as make it as easy as possible. So, so dummy proofage, what you're saying, <laughs> right. just one big easy button. Got exactly. It. You know, we don't have time, you know, to shop for everybody right now. No, but, um, keep it conversational. Um, also there are some great statistics out there about how, how many images to use, um, and what types of images. So on the visual side, um, one to three is best. So don't make your email so long via content and images that they're scrolling, you know, 50 times. People do not have that amount of time or the attention span at this point, and they're getting lots of emails every day. So if you can show one big, great image or two or three images to get your message across, that usually leads to the highest click-through rate. What's with all these signs and the giant inflatable gorilla? I just learned that the guild is offering $500 trade-in credit for old websites toward a new website. And that sounds a lot like another type of trade-in I know. You're right about the trade-in, but wrong about how we do it. Really? I mean, no free hot dogs, no big dunk tanks? You know that's not how we do business. From now until March 15th, 2021, we are offering a $500 trade-in on any new website, which is $3,500 or more. There's no awkward pressure, guys in the back, or special financing. Simply tell us you have a current website you'd like to trade in, and we will provide an estimate for your new website, and if it's $3,500 or more, we'll take $500 off the price. Oh, okay, but what if, like my wife's company website, it has a little hail damage? A website can't have hail damage. Uh, hers does. I'm afraid to ask, how does it have hail damage? Because their intern, Hale, was updating it. But he only spoke Pig Latin, so it's a wreck. Sure, Tony. Tell her to bring it in. So another question, you know, that I think needs to be answered is, you know, how often should I hit my list with messages? So, you know, I would say one, once a month, definitely. Um, and it always depends upon your content. And I would say probably no more than five emails per month to your lists. Now, if okay. you're sending to different lists, then, you know, I'm saying per list, that's okay. So every audience is going to have an optimal, you know, number in there or the right balance of, you know, okay, people are opting out or, oh, give me more information. So, you know, you kind of just have to feel that out for sure. So I would say, like I said, between one and five a month is great. And then just make sure you're touching them, you know, regularly, even if you don't have as much content, you know, one month, make sure you're at least sending out one just to stay in touch and keep your brand top of mind. Gotcha. Okay, so Lauren, you've given us some great tips on basically content, when to send, how to send, how to personalize. So the, the last part, which people sometimes don't um, really care about, but I think are the most important are the results themselves, right? I mean, you want to obviously send out uh, your message, but most importantly, you want to listen to what your consumer is saying, if they've opened it, uh, how many times they've opened it, so on and so forth. So what what should someone expect when they send out uh, any newsletter and email marketing? 
Exactly. So definitely look at your open rate, um, your bounce rate, see if people are opting out, see, you know, make sure you keep your lists updated, check for um, emails that are not deliverable, check those addresses. And at some point clean out those because there's no sense in mailing addresses that, you know, are fake or old or whatever that is. Um, and then make sure you're looking at, you know, like you said, your results. So your open rate, your click-through rate is important. See what areas were hot in your email and see what people are interested in and see where they click through on your website, hopefully, or to your social media. Gotcha. Um, and if you're curious about, you know, what are good click-through rates, what are good open rates, each industry is a little bit different. So I won't bore you with a bunch of percentages, but if you kind of just poke around, do a little bit of research for your specific industry, those numbers are out there. So you can find some averages and what you should be striving for. Just know that you are never going to have like a hundred percent open rate, you know, unless you're sending to two people and they're your mom and your dad and, you know, people you just love and they have to open it. Um, you know, it's never going to be a hundred percent. So just make sure you have realistic goals for your campaign. Love that. Love that. That's good. So basically what we've done is the reason why you should with stats, which once mm-hmm. again, I'm, I think for Christmas, I'm going to get you like some type of Jersey or t-shirt that just says stats girl. And then like 3.14 <laughs> or something is the number on the back. So yes. That would be uh, awesome. So we've lined up some stats, let you know that it is real too, is Lauren, you've done a really great job going through there, making sure we understand uh, when to send, what to send, who to send it to, and then how to measure those results. So I think this is great. I, I, I want to bring you back since we were high on stats. I've got one that I think might blow your mind, to be honest oh. with you. You ready to be blown? Yes. I'm blown. Here we go. So email is almost 40 times more effective than Facebook and Twitter combined in helping businesses acquire new customers. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So I'd be interested to see kind of what Instagram looks like uh, now that that keeps coming up. And of course, TikTok. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen me on my TikTok, but it's, uh, I'm sure I could probably get some business that way. Did you? Uh, are you wearing it on your wrist or are you talking about that? Uh, both. So. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I think we probably should wrap this up before we get too deep. So yes. I'm Tony Van. I'm Lauren Doherty. And you've been listening to The G Factor. See you next week. Thank you for listening to G Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.